Good afternoon. Hey there. This is Local Voices, your afternoon program dedicated to what's going on in your community. Local talent being shared with you, the locals. My name is Corey Rogers. And I'm Daniel Collins. We're hosting this hour. We sure are. That's it. That's the truth. We, we do it every week. Uh, we're back again. We're back again. You might have thought that we forgot how to, you know, hit broadcast. Ha! Huh. Ha! Huh. If that would be so funny. That would be if if one be day. So funny, David. I come into the. My name is Daniel. We've worked together on this show for three years. I wasn't talking to you, Daniel. I was talking to David, the engineer. He was David, laughing. David. Bring down the levels, David. David, David, keep the levels as they are. They're fine. David. Daniel, it's coming through my monitor really loudly. David. Corey. Hi. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Local Voices. I'm Daniel Collins. Come, Corey Rogers. Could you you say it a little clearer? I'm Corey Rogers. We have a lot in store for you today. First up, we've got a piece of fiction written by uh, a local person of interest uh, from the bog on the edge of town. He lives in the swamp with a lot of frogs. And he wrote a best-selling new novel that's coming out in bookstores all over the planet. But it's already best-selling. It's <laughs> it's already best-selling. Pre-orders are off the charts, but it's also a local interest piece, but he's going global with it, baby. We're going to have the author and his manager come in and and read a little bit of it, because the author, and you'll see later in the program, has quite a difficult time getting through an entire piece of fiction reading on his own, so... We invited Gwendolyn, manager of the Don, to assist. Who's the Don? The Don. Ah, yes. How could I even forget to mention, Daniel? It's good to introduce... In this business, it helps to introduce the manager before the talent. Yes, Daniel, I've been doing this long enough to know how to introduce a talent. I'm trying to build a kind of suspense... A kind of reveal is going to happen. So just sort of like Daniel. <laughs> yes, Corey. That's what I'm my sorry. intentions are. I'm sorry. That's great. Should we start over, Daniel? Hi. Hi. Well, welcome. You've just tuned in to a... da- David. Reroll it. Reroll the tapes, David. We're gonna have to start from the beginning. Fucking Daniel. No. No. Can't. No. Just leave it alone. C- 
Corey. What? Corey. Yeah. I'm the pro- I'm being a professional. I'm trying to put on a fucking local uh, art and community based radio program. Yeah, me too. For the community. I'm doing the same thing. I We're in the same boat, Daniel. Now here it comes. Here it comes. Community starts with two. Let's try and make this work. All right. What whatever you say. All right, Dave, David, the music. David, the music. Good afternoon. Hey there. This is Local Voices with your host, Corey Rogers, and my sidekick. I'm your sidekick? David, cut the music. I'm your. You can't introduce me as your sidekick. But I asked you like 15 years ago if you wanted to come on the program. It was my program. I was it was Corey Rogers afternoon tea time. That was a different show. I'm the one who came up with the concept for local voices. I'm the one who was in touch with all the 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 poetry corners and the theater groups. I look we have we have the talent sitting right here. We need we need them to be on the show. Well, well I, I won't say sidekick. David, let's replay the intro music. I'm. I'm I just really hope this look, isn't live. I'm willing. It's not. I don't think you have to worry about that. I'm a professional. So am I. David's a professional. Yep. You're a host. You're a great host. And you're a great host as well, Daniel. You, you bring such a, a, a rambunctious lackadaisical energy to the show oh thank you devil may care and you're a great talent to have alongside so let's let's get through the episode i hope uh whoever remember community what sorry oh i i just hope uh what david's got this under control so it's not going out through the speakers it's not i'm not concerned onto the, onto the radio so we haven't done this live in years that's right this is our big this is our big reunion because i i, I won't forget that meltdown anytime soon we just stormed out of the station i acted unprofessionally and these are things we 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 can set aside Forgive and forget. Let's, I'm, I'm, and we forget. You're a good friend to be so understanding and patient with me. All right, David, let's hear the music. Community starts Commu- with two. Community, okay. Community starts with two. Give me a hug. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, I love when our skin touches together like that. It's just, it reminds me of what really matters. I, uh, I do wear tank tops and very short shorts. I'm wearing a parka. 
and uh, fucking what are those uh, sweaters that you button a cardigan i get very cold it's you a- like the studio hot i do or i do wait <laughs> no i'm the one who's being obnoxious. i make the, i turn the 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 you like the studio to be cool i do <laughs> and that's why i've shed all the clothing you like it hot which let's let's just do the show david run the run the music we don't have all day what that's another what's daniel another break (laughs) david i'm crying i'm i can't stop crying David, roll it. Corey, can it. Don't. Don't even. And welcome to Local Voices. I am Corey Rogers. And I'm Daniel Collins. And we're hosting this hour of Local Voices. Today we have some great, great new talent. Up-and-coming novelist of the dawn. That's right, Corey. And with him is his manager, uh, editor, and muse. Gwendolyn of the Swamp. So stay tuned. For the next couple hours, we'll hear selections from the Don's great new novel. And some who knows what. Sorry, Corey. uh, What's the name of that novel again? The novel? Let's, Let's look it up. Ah, it's under here. Untold Consequences by The Dawn. Oh, sounds interesting. Oh, it's interesting, all right. A bestseller on the planet's best-selling novel list. It's made its way around. People can't get enough of it. They're clamoring at the windows to get a piece of the action handprints left on the glass of every bookstore in the area. Riots have broken out in cities all across the planet for people to get their copies of Untold Consequences by the Don. So many protests outside. So many printing presses. Please print more, the protesters say. Where's my book? A movement that spawned after the printing company that (laughs) just stopped printing the Don's book. That's exactly what happened. But first, let's listen to some local music by uh, a local band called the Chub Monkeys. So stay tuned. This is Local Voices.
Give it up for Chub Monkey. A local band. They're playing at uh, the Village Tavern, October twenty fifth. This year, it's not going to happen next year. It's not going to happen last year. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for dang sure. I was trying to think of what's that cool bar. That cool bar. The stinky armpit. The stinky armpit. They're playing at the stinky armpit. Oh, they're doing that this October, uh, this uh, Friday. This. Fr- yes. Exactly. The, the bar that, you know, everybody knows. The saloon. The saloon, yeah. Uh, who owns it these days? Stapleton. It's, it's always changing hands, but it used to be Georgie Boys. It used to be Georgie Boys. I wanted to say it was Stapleton's place, but I wasn't sure who was the owner at this moment. I think he's, time. he's rebranding. Good for him. Daniel. That's the kind of local news I like to hear about. Local news created on our show. Local voices. It's all happening. It's all happening. So sitting with us, here is the Don. Do I need to go into a backstory of the Don? No, I don't think so. I think you're you're a local legend. Everybody knows the Don. Every. You were a hit sensation in Gab's The Musical. Oh, it was an incredible performance. An incredible performance. Oh, go on. I, I sat and I, I wept. You wept? I wept when you, you crossed the stage and you said, I am going to sell trinkets for my, the rest of my life. That made you sad? And, well, but you were resigning to the trinket business. I had no idea that in the story of Gab's, the, ma- also, the mayor, the mayor, our our great mayor, yes, he had also wanted to be a video producer and a lead singer in a rock band, and he gave it all up to pursue the family business, trinket selling, selling trinkets. Yes, I mean, that's what brought me to the character, you know, that's where I was able to connect to it. Because um, everybody has their aspirations and their dreams and hopes. And sometimes you got to tuck it all away in a, a chest at the foot of your bed and just sort of resign yourself to living alone on the swamp with... No friend but the frogs. Exactly, like going to a day job, day in and day out. And your boss is a frog, and he's like, I want 40 flies on my desk by 5 p.m. And you're like, the swamp's almost totally out of flies. You, After that big deal we had last week where you ate up all the eggs because you had developed a taste for them, I... Daniel Yes This is a story that anyone can relate to I'm listening intently To the Don And his his story of Pain and Mundane Life But but it's no longer the case The Don You've written a very successful book 
Yes, it's true, but I would be nowhere without my good friend Gwendolyn. I'm Gwendolyn, and I have to say that managing the dawn has been one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. We've traveled around the planet. We've met so many nice people. Oh, that must have been quite the experience. And it was so fun, Daniel. Do you know how many cities are on the planet? How many? I... At least one. At least one. But I'm how many? so excited to be on Local Voices. I have to tell you, meeting you and Corey in the flesh... It's such an honor. I listen to your program every day when I drive my car to and from the office to meet with the Don or any of my other successful writers that I help produce their their work. Oh, so you're working with other writers. Yes, many other writers. But you see, I don't even know if I have to keep working with them because I'm... Untold Consequences has been such a huge success. That's right. Untold Consequences, the new book by the Don. Yeah, it's the new book by the Don. I think I could retire off this book. I'll buy a jet ski. Yeah? I'm going to ride the ocean on a... I, I was thinking about this. She sure was. How far do you think I could ride out into the ocean on a jet ski before the current will just envelop me? So you think the current would be the major issue? Well, what would happen if I went miles off the coast on a jet ski? And I mean, anything. I would... I don't mean to be rude, but I would assume that you would like run out. That the gas would be a bigger problem than. Well, not if I had gas tanks strapped to the side. So you've got plenty of gasoline. You're plenty not, of gas. You're not concerned about running out. You're more concerned about just the fury of and of nature two, itself. Two belts full of bullets crossing my chest. What are you gonna do with those? To ward off pirates, of course. Okay. Gasoline. A shotgun and a bandolier of bullets strapped to my chest. How far do you think I could go? Very, very far. (laughs) At least halfway across the ocean before you hit any real tough surf. If I, I don't know much about the Daniel, ocean. I'd, Corey, I'd, yeah, please. Yeah, you're I, the, you're I the know a lot about seafaring vessels. Amateur uh, cruise liner amateur captain. Amateur professional. Amateur professional. We went many uh, distances. I'd say you'd get 258 knots before you'd, you'd run out of steam there. We're like garlic knots. No, the Don, like seafaring knots. At any rate, the Don, tell us a little bit about the book. The book you've been writing, Untold Consequences. Well, it's everybody knows Papa Squash, right? Of course, it's a local legend. Everybody's heard the stories of Papa Squash's killer parties and kind ways. 
I, I've read in the Earth book about this figure, Andy Warhol. What? Are You've you... never heard of Andy Warhol? I can't say I have. Andy Warhol was a successful artist who had a huge warehouse where he would keep all the coolest people. So you're saying Papa Squash is like Andy He's, Warhol? I imagine this Andy Warhol character to be much like Papa Squash. Oh, the other way around. That's exactly right. Because Papa Squash is a far more magnanimous uh, character. Exactly. An icon. Ch- yes, I, I imagine that this Andy Warhol character is nothing in comparison to the kinds of the parties the lavish lifestyle of Papa Squash. Yes, everybody knows how much fun Papa Squash has, but not many people know his origin. And that's where the Dawn story comes into play. Yes. His story is about the origins of Papa Squash. The genesis, if you will. The genesis in fictional form. Yes, I took some artistic liberty. I put a little bit of myself in it, as all good artists do. And uh, I slapped it together in a weekend. The Don, you do not give yourself enough credit. This is an amazing work. I'd be nothing without you, Gwendolyn. You're such a talented editor. You're making me blush. I did nothing. You're such a hard-ass manager. Well, I have to keep you in line sometimes. I mean, Daniel. The Don would say, I'm coming at 12 o'clock. Uh-huh. In the afternoon. In the afternoon, 12 o'clock. And I'm there. I'm there at the office. Oh, at geez. 12 o'clock. Yeah. And where is the Don? Uh-huh. Nowhere to be seen. Here comes the 1 o'clock. And I've listened to a rerun of local voices and... Oh, go on. No Don. So I listened to another one. There's no Don. Four o'clock comes around and this thing comes through my door covered in seaweed. Frogs dripping this way and that. Are you calling me a thing? The Don. You're Uh, kind of a swamp thing. Oh, go on. Yes. You're always dripping with water, sludge from wherever the fuck. Whoa. Are you allowed to curse on this show? Um, Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's totally cool. Don't worry about it. There is no... FCC. FCC, whatever that could be. On this planet. On this planet. There's no one to regulate the kinds of words... That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all. Does the FCC have... I've read about the FCC in the Earth book. Does the FCC have uh, any sort of, like, publicly available, like, rules for what's acceptable on the air? That might be uh, interesting to check out at some point. It might be interesting to check out at some point. Like, what, like, some other group has decided is bad for society? Yeah, that is interesting, Daniel. Who would be in that group, even? Oh, let's shift focus, Daniel. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, no, I don't mean right now. I'm just saying in general. It's something. Whoa, take it easy, Chub Monkey. Sorry. 
I'm just saying it, it 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 would be interesting to check out after the show. It w- it would be interesting, Daniel. Right now we've got the Don here, and he's about to read a selection from his book. I thought you would never ask. His book, Untold Consequences. So, we're going to pick up here with your main character, Gregory. And, yes, you seem like you're at a loss for words. So, allow me. And Joe. Why? Wow. Yes, Joe. And Joe. Joe, the protagonist. Protagonist. Gregory. His bunkmate, roommate. The fabled Joe. Joe. Who, as as far as we can tell, brought us the Papa Squash. Brought us Papa Squash. And everything on this planet. Uh, 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 No spoilers. Okay, okay, okay. No spoilers. So the Don. You want to pick it up with Gregory and his bunkmate? Gladly, Corey. Thank you very much. Gregory is his bunkmate, and he's a real dickhead. He really plays it by the books. But he's smug as shit. But he also kind of doesn't play it by the books. But sometimes he and the books, they get together and have a meeting. They have a good time. Afterwards, they go and get drinks and cheese and crackers. The books are personified by a robot. There is a rules robot in the facility. Its name is... The Don. What? I have to pause you for one second. What? We never described the facility. There... Okay. Is that <laughs> Corey and Daniel? And the listeners on Local Voice is my favorite radio show. The facility is this magical place underground where uh, all of the everything on this planet was created. That's all that needs to be said. It was on Earth, it's a facility, it's many miles deep underground. Thank you for the context. So that's that's kind of some world building. Anyway, the Don. Pick up at there is a rules robot in the facility. <clears throat> there is a rules robot in the facility. Its name is G-A-R-E-T-H or Gareth the Rules Robot. Don't disobey it. It looks like an elliptical machine and it will pick you up and spin you around and spit you out and stomp on your weak human bones. <laughs> Excuse me, I get so emotional. I can continue. About this. Please, please. It will rip you a new one if you don't follow the rules. But he and that guy, Gregory, they really like to hang out. They hang out. They play video games together. Gareth has a screen on it that lets you play video games. So, like, Gareth has a screen on it. And Gregory plays Gareth's games. (laughs) And sometimes, Gareth 
plays Gregory's games. So don't you want to know? And neither. So <laughs> I don't mean to joke. interrupt, but it's my writing. So uh, for you to misread it, it just it's a personal affront. I'm sorry. I got kind of caught up. You don't want to know. But neither doth Joe. But they're bunkmates. So you're gonna know. They're go- There's gonna be an extended scene. About the depth of Gregory and Gareth. The rules robots. Depravity. They may love the rules as defined by Chitin. Chitin being the uh, umbrella organization that you know owned the facility but they will break all the rules of nature with swift abandon joe's okay with it though because he's a cool guy and a chill roommate if if we're not being clear gregory fucks that robot or no great the robot fucked him that's the game that that's the game we're all alluding to. Also, when Gregory wins the games on Gareth's screen shield, Gareth experiences which can only be described as a robot orgasm. Thank you for reading our story. Good night. If I may, <clears throat> I'll be taking over the reading duties. That's good tonight. because I'm very lightheaded. Um, so Gregory and Gareth are going at it one night. Hard. And Joe has a hard time a hard time sleeping. So he peels open his drawer that has baby squash inside of it to say hello. He tells Baby Squash about the secrets of life and creation. It's fucking beautiful, but what's happening upstairs is an abomination. So to be clear, Joe is in the bottom bunk. Just then, Joe turns around to see a nude Gregory and Gareth, who isn't nude because Gareth is a robot, more like an elliptical machine. So they're just like regular, but they're watching him with the baby. And they're like, you can't have that here. And he's like, you shouldn't be here because you're the rules robot. You should be plugged in and charging on the upper deck. Or at least roaming the halls, enforcing the rules. Not here lying in bed with your lover, Gregory. Sweet Gregory. He's only a boy, Gareth. He's the intern. Sweet Gregory begins to blush. The Don, I want to pick up on this part. We've got a really good back and forth rhythm going. Sometimes I read, sometimes you read. That's it's f- exactly right. That's what we do at readings at the local bookstore. It's fun. Let's strike a parking. This is Gregory. The rules, robot. Beeps and boops, kinda. Sometimes the rules, robot. Actually, no. The rules, robot, never talks. It just presents single words on the screen sometimes and a receipt paper for groupings of up to three words at a time it spells out you got it 
on reads the receipt paper they eject at this point. Ideal has been struck. Gregory breathes a sigh of relief. Baby Squash coos and farts. Everyone shares a laugh. The end of that chapter. Wow, what a stirring chapter. What a stirring chapter. We open with Gregory. Oh, wait. I th- No, wait. Hold on, Gwendolyn. Oh, you weren't ready for me. <laughs> I was going to say, now that we've enjoyed that first chapter, maybe we could cut to some music and pick up on the piece in a little bit. That sounds fantastic. Or how are we doing for time, uh, Corey? How long does it seem like we have time for some music and also to read the whole thing? Or Yeah, Daniel. It sounds like we've got... A good amount of time Great. for about 10 minutes of of monkey's music chub monkey chub monkey this is local voices here with me cory rogers and daniel connors and the don and gwendolyn thank you thank you enjoy chub monkey
That Chub Monkey is one hell of a band. They are one hell of a band, and they they will be playing at the uh, the Stinky Armpit. What's what's the name of that name of the uh, saloon? The saloon down we're, the street. We're only playing Stapleton Saloon on Friday at seven. 9, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Two shows. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, fun for the whole family. Come on down. See, you heard it right here, folks. Right here on uh, Local Voices. Oh, it sounds like you almost forgot the name of the show then. How could I forget? I've been doing this 15 years with you as my co-host, as always. Do, do you want me to say my You're name? You're Daniel Collins. I'm Daniel Collins. And I'm Corey Rogers, and we're sitting here with the Don and his manager, Gwendolyn. Hello, thank you for uh, this opportunity. They were about to go into the second chapter in Untold Consequences. After, before the break. And so now we'll open with Gwendolyn reading from Untold Consequences in the next chapter. I'm so happy to be on this show. You have no idea how I'm what I'm gonna tell my friend who I love to listen to vocal voices. Okay. We open with Gregory Smile. Episode two Untold Consequences. This is the next episode of Untold Consequences. We open with Gregory Smiling. With part of Gareth. The elliptical ruled robot draped over him like an arm. The elliptical is the big spoon in the scenario. Beep boop, says Gareth. Oh, don't say that, says Gregory. Beep beep boop, says Gareth. They print out a piece of paper that says, I L O V E. Y-O-U, spelling I love you. Yes. Gregory is taken aback. He needs some time to think. He just got out of a heavy relationship with a humidifier. He can't have his heart broken again. His heart 
could not take it. It would shatter. Juggernaut shatter. Maybe this is why Gregory loves the rules so much. Put your heart, mind, hell, even your soul in someone else's hands. And you're gonna never get your shit messed up. The Don, would you like to go into the next? You're part? getting so emotional. I think it, it's it's only fair that I read some of this. That would be good. How are you, Gwendolyn? I'm feeling lightheaded. Oh no! Go I will ahead. now read part of the book. <clears throat> he goes to the bathroom to think. He splashes some water on his face. And looks at himself in the mirror. There's some... Oh no, this part. I forgot about this part. This part is not for the faint of heart. Have your children leave the room. Ahem. He splashes some water on his face. And looks at himself in the mirror. There's something rumbling in his stomach. He thinks it was the crab cakes. Ah. Must have been the crab cakes, he thinks. He goes to the star to unleash hell. <laughs> when he's sitting on the john, he heaves and hoes. Try as he may, try as he might, but nothing comes. He goes to the mirror again and looks at his stomach in the mirror. Are his eyes playing tricks on him? No. There's untold evil jostling around in that gut. And they want out, big time. He screams bloody murder for Gareth. Gareth, what the fuck, he says. I thought you... Uh, this is Have your children leave the room. They're going to be asking you questions you are not prepared to have the answer for. <clears throat> Gareth, what the fuck, he says. I thought you were using a condom. Gareth... <laughs> Gareth prints out a receipt that says T-O-U-G-H-L-O-V-E-R-A-W-D-O-G which spells out Tough Love Raw Dog. A tiny elliptical machine squeezes its way out of Gregory's belly button. Yeah, kind of like in the Matrix. So what? Yeah, or like an alien. It's not as violent as that though. It's nice. It comes out in a nice way. Delicate. It feels great. Gregory loves it. Now he sees on the floor three small ellipticals and they're all hungry and printing out receipts that say D-A-D-D-Y Daddy. Oh jeez, says Gregory. How am I going to get out of this one? I don't make enough to support a family like this. What are the higher-ups going to say about having a family on the job? Huh. Take it away, Gwindy. Okay, Gwindy. our hero, Joe, stands in the doorway. I think I can be of service, he says. If you remember, I've been through some weird parenting stuff of my own lately. And I've got some books on parenting. If you'd like to leaf through them. 
I wanted to raise the squash the right way. Heck, maybe you can do the same for your small elliptical machines that have tufts of red hair on top of them because that's the attribute <laughs> that you have passed along to them. Forgot to mention that earlier. Sorry. They're both of their kids, okay? It's not like Gareth, the rules robot, gave all the genes. There's some of both. There's many chromosomes to go around. I'll bet one of those elliptical machines has an ear on them. You never know. Look, it's not like Gareth, the rules robot, was treating Gregory like some sort of cocoon. Gregory? Gregory. Like some sort of cocoon or egg sack for his elliptical children. Don't be gross. This is a nice story about family and love and the magic and wonder of life. Gre Gareth loves Gregory just like Joe loves Baby Squash. No questions asked. Let this be a lesson to all. The end of that chapter. Next chapter. Oh, we're just going to go right into the next chapter. I love it. I'll do it, Don. Eps oh, I mean, I read a bunch. I'll just say the title and then you can read. Oh, that sounds good. Episode 3, There Goes the Neighborhood. They, Joe, Gregory, and Gareth, need to find some way to smuggle their mutually illicit children. Illicit, ellipticals. There's a tongue twister there, huh? Illicit. Elliptical. Say that five times El fast. Elliptical. 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 Oh boy. That's a good one. Out of the facility, so they can raise them on the ranch somewhere in New Mexico. Joe knows the guy. Let's hit the road. They don gigantic black trench coats and set the, the facility to self-destruct. They put on their sunglasses and walk out. Amid all the chaos of people running to and fro because there's an alarm blaring like self-destruct imminent or some shit like that, they come out to a doorway. And lo and behold, who is standing there but Garland Livingston? The founder of the facility and the Chitin uh, organization. And Sandra? My Joe, new best friend from work who does the same job that I do. And has complained, complained about the boss all along with the other workers. That's right, Joe. I was working from the inside the whole time. I was a spy. I'm really married to Garland. Big time. I thought we were friends, Sandra. I'm so glad you decided to step in because I sort of feel like I'm a pass out. But I You're looking a little lightheaded. But it's fine. I'll just push on through to the other side. Are you hot or something? Or no, just speaking takes all the blood out of my oh, head or something. Continuously talking is a little difficult. But I, I just need some time to recharge. Okay, I'll let you have it. I thought we were friends, Sandra, blurts Joe, betraying the cool, calm, and collected exterior exuded by his trench coat and shades. 
Sandra says, no go. <laughs> Sandra says, no go, and pulls out a large machine gun and <laughs> starts firing. I'm Daniel, this is I'm no time to start laughing. This is a great work of fiction. I'm just, I'm getting so emotional. It's it's a very good piece of work, the Don. Thank you, Corey. And Daniel, you're such a rude young man. Anybody ever tell you that? Hey, man, I'm, look. At least I'm engaged with your work, huh? 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 Okay, that's fair. Do you want to keep talking for, like, Three minutes straight, just the two of us? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I would love to do that. Okay, where are you from, buddy? I was just kidding. You should probably keep reading the book. Yeah, Daniel, he, he has to continue reading. Okay, I'll keep reading. Uh, Sandra says, no go, and pulls out a large machine gun and starts... <laughs> Is something funny, Daniel? No, it's just, I, I'm sorry. I just... Daniel, this is a very serious piece of work. Are we going to have to have a conversation about this? No, we can talk about it later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you at the start of the episode, and then here I am in the middle of the episode making a fool out of the both of us. You're not making a fool. Let's just continue. Corey, you're such a patient friend. Oh, thank, thank you, Corey. We've been so through so much together. And you just called me Corey. I'm speaking to myself. Oh. Corey, that's me. I've been so th with so much through with myself. I have no words. I'm at a loss for words. Jeez, get a load of these two, Hunkwin Delith. They're crazy. They're sobbing and hugging. Daniel. Daniel. Excuse yes. Yes, what? Can you ask the Don to continue with the story? Uh, the Don, would you please continue reading the story? I will be glad to uh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sandra <laughs> So I'll, I'll read this part. Sandra said no go and pulled out a large machine gun and starts firing randomly. Gee, the Louise said Gregory. They hit the deck. For cover, Gareth pulled out a receipt that said, Yipes! They glance up from where they're hiding and a whole barrage of bullets flies into Gareth the rules robot. No! Says Gregory. No, uh, uh, oh, says the receipt paper, printed out from Gareth, who is an elliptical. It would be the last receipt they ever printed. I will carry on your legacy, Gareth, with our children, says Gregory. Joe nods solemnly in approval and solidarity, as does the little squash. The little squash seems to have a good understanding of the situation for his age. In the blink of an eye, he's aged far beyond his years. No child should be made witness to such carnage. He puts up his hand as if to say, stop talking. 
and he pulls out his massive drum machine and hits play. Mind-boggling beats begin to waft through the air like flies on a hot summer day. Buzzing in the air like cicadas on a hot summer day. Garland starts dancing and so does Sandra. The music reminds me of their wedding day. Their first dance on the ranch. They both begin sobbing. And Soto used their guns to indicate go. Go on ahead to Gregory and Joe. We've been so selfish. We will self-destruct this facility we've lurked. Ahem. We will self-destruct this facility we've worked so long and hard to build because we know that love and family are more important than that. Go on ahead. We'll take care of the rest. Gregory and Joe and the elliptical children and baby Squash who has now taken on the mantle of Papa Squash because of the maturity they have shown through the action of using music to bring peace to the people of this broken world. End of sentence, I guess. <laughs> I feel like that sentence was supposed to say like walk outside at the end of it but I got so hung up about describing how Papa Squash had matured. But hey, people seem to love the book. It's a good work of fiction, the Don. If it ain't- There are no revisions. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If I were to have changed one thing, the whole thing would have fallen apart. They walk outside into the blinding sun and Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin or some royalty-free sound-alike version. Hold on, hold on. Just a second here. Gwendolyn, uh, vamp for a minute here. Well, I think I'm so happy to be on the show. Yes, we're, we're very happy to have you. And we will talk a little bit about our sponsors here on Local Voices. We have As alongside the saloon, who is, uh, we're, we're giving a shout out to. Uh, we have, uh, Jared Eastrum's candy shop that we are giving a, a short shout out to Jared Eastrum's candy shop a fine establishment with some of the best chocolates in the land no they've gotten rid of the bug problem no don't worry about it don't worry about the parking outside all these these questions have been answered don't worry, the, the sink is working in the bathroom now. Yes, they've gotten rid of the bear that lurks outside. It's a fine establishment. Our next sponsor is Sheer Cuts, a haircutting salon. One of the best in the land. I get my haircut there and you, the listener, you cannot see my hair, but it is fantastically cut from Sheer Cuts. This place, rather than using scissors or a buzzer, they use gardening shears to snip away at whatever you bring in. So be it your long hair, your long beard, they'll cut that clean off for a slick haircut at half the price and using discount code local voices you can get your next haircut half off 
Alright, uh, sorry that took so long, eh? Uh, just as a refresher, what I was saying was... They walk outside into the blinding sun, and Don't Worry Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin, or some royalty-free version, sound-alike version, starts playing. Kablooey goes the facility. The end of chapter three. Now I'm gonna read the epilogue. New beginning, part two. Three years later, they're all on the ranch. The characters we know and love. Taking care of the cows and goats. Beats can be heard from the downstairs where Papa Squash is really pumping them out. Joe sighs and wipes some grease off his forehead because he's been working in the garage and proudly proclaims, Well, the tractors will run this year in the 4th of July parade. Also, I have finished building a spacecraft. It's time to say goodbye, Papa Squash. Your place is in the cosmos where you can spread your good vibrations with everyone far and wide. Earth is too violent for your kind. You are too good. I love you. Goodbye. Gregory is surrounded by three waist-high ellipticals, like big enough for a six-year-old, I guess, to work out on. We're gonna throw these three into the spaceship too, says Gregory. Why not? If there's anything I've learned from the Chitin facility, it's that goodwill will ever come. <laughs> Back it up for a second. It's that no goodwill from will ever come from following the rules or playing by the book. I have found love. And I keep the bronze statue of Gareth with me at all times. And it's a reminder of our good time together. Goodbye, children. I love you. Your place is in the cosmos. Earth is too violent for your kind. You are too good. And in all caps, the ship blasts off as the 4th of July fireworks goes off into the sky. Gregory and Joe on the parade watching the skies. No one can see the rocket ship going off because there's so much confetti and flags and fireworks going off in the sky. Joe mutters to himself, Be good. Be good. Be good. And Gregory smiles and says, Yeah, man, this has been a real trip. You were the one wild bunkmate, and I would have never traded you for anything. These times we've had together have made me a better person. They've made me a parent. But now we've sent our children into space with only this transmission device to talk to them with. They're in God's hands now. We're recording everything to these tapes. Cassette tapes that we've got with us. But maybe we'll upgrade to something called CD? I hear it's coming out soon, and it's going to be all the rage. That might be good for this thing we're doing. You ever think we'll see them again? Time will tell, says Joe. Time will tell. He gazes up at an American flag. The end of the whole book.
It's truly remarkable. Uh, yes. It's no wonder it's made. Don't worry. All don't, the best. Don't do it. Be the best happy. hits. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. So the dawn. Don't I, worry. I have a million it questions soon pass for you. Whatever about, it about is, don't worry. Don't worry. My first question. <laughs> Be happy. Is maybe more of a logistical. I'm one. not worried. But I'm happy. How on earth could a a person? Have sex with a robot, and the robot impregnate the the person. Well, you know, I thought about that as I was writing it, because the vision came to me one night. I was alone in the swamp, and I was reading all about, you know, these trendy new robots, these sex robots that people are getting, and... You know, it feels it feels like a whole new generation of, of of humanity. The next the next evolution of humanity is being symbolized by these sexual robots that people are so willingly giving of their mind and body to. That I thought, that, are they not giving of their heart? Are they not giving of their soul to the robots as well? So I figured I would write a story in which, yes, a man, yes, a man gives of his heart and soul to a robot. But is that such a bad thing? Is that such a bad thing for a lonely man to find love in the hands, the cold embrace of a elliptical robot? And... These kind of philosophical questions are the, the kinds of amazing stuff that that litter the pages of this, this brilliant novel uh, about what does it mean? What does it mean, this new machine age to live in? These are the, the questions that Don wants us to be circling around in our mind as we proceed through the pages and read sentences like Gareth prints out a receipt that says Y I P E S or Yipes. Are you just reading from the book again now? I just wanted to read some of these these brilliant sentences that you that you put together. Oh thank you. I mean if if the book sales are any indication, it seems like you've really tapped into a larger uh, a, a larger movement that people are thinking about and and yearning to explore. Yes, you've you've certainly brought science fiction beyond its campy origins into the mainstream consciousness. For could I even go into this more of a a highbrow reading? That's right, Corey. Not everybody likes to go camping. That's right. Some people like to, you know, just rent a cabin for the weekend and have running water and electricity, but but just be in the woods, you know, in a cabin, though. In, a, in, ci- in civilization, you know, I mean. Just the idea of civilization? Yeah. I mean, I can't go without it. <laughs> civilization. You can't go without uh, yeah. civilization. I, I just simply can't. Your refrigerator. No. How... Why on earth would would you ever go 
bring a bunch of stuff into the woods so you can sleep on the ground like a bunch of like a bunch of uh, moose you could be attacked by any sort of melon monster ah ah parsnip bear an antelope made of leeks plums and plums Camping aside, the book goes beyond, it transcends the medium, wouldn't you say uh, so? Go on. And it, it becomes something, it becomes more than just a novel. I'd say it's, it's, it's becoming a movement. And I heard they're adapting it into a movie. And is, it, is that right, uh, Gwendolyn? Uh, Don? That's certainly right. We, uh, it's going to be produced by one of the the top filmmakers of the planet, uh, and a Broadway version, a musical, okay. a musical. Okay, Daniel, let's just you know, we don't need to talk about this on the directed air. Directed by our very made mayor, Gab. That's right. Gabs after is a good doing, get fr- after doing. Gab's the musical. He's doing Untold Consequences, the musical. Gwendolyn, I told you we were going to try and keep this under wraps. I just... Uh, uh, we need to get it out there, You the know, Don. sometimes it's like... When you're my manager, you seem like all you care about is the money. Did I mention the merchandise? Ah! Their t-shirts. Pins. Ah! Posters, uh, hats, no, broad rimmed sun hats. No, enough is enough. I won't have my work. I won't have my loneliness put on display and put on a t-shirt and sold for all the world to see. The Don, look at the contract that you signed. Uh, it says we have, we being me, Gwendolyn, and that's right. Publishing that's has all right. the rights. Publishing is that the name of our publisher? That's right. Publishing. You didn't know? They're a very popular publisher, very, Don. Yeah, they're very popular, the Don. I would recommend you work with them, Don. You already are the Don. Ah, why are you guys so into like merchandising? My, what if? What stake do you have in my book? Well, we own about 30% of the shareholding value of the book. But that is that aside. That aside. That aside. Yes, that aside. That, that aside, we think it's very important that Gwendolyn talk about all the merchandise available for the book. Don, we're turning off your microphone. No! That's right. So, we've got backpacks, blankets, USB wall chargers, AM, FM radios. I'll sue. Is is that it? I'll sue, I swear. I'll take you to court. The Don, you need to quiet down. time, court. You can't have my book. You don't own me. And this has been another you don't crippling own me. episode. Get off of me. Of local Mark. voices. Get off of me.
Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Up, up next, we'll interview the lead singer of the band that's been playing in the background. We sure will. We'll see what he has to say about his new record. Chub Monkey, help me! Help me, Chub Monkey! Chub Monkey's latest release. They're going to hurt me! Like it or die. Never sign a contract before you read it. So they're going to play their upcoming track Ah. from Like It or Die Ah. titled Don't Ah. Shit Where You Eat.
and a great musical group they are. Whoa! Easy there, Chub Monkey. Easy there, Chub Monkey. We're lucky the <clears throat> we're lucky the glass didn't break. The glass did not break. It's a strong. Uh... Daniel, we need to get it better set on where the glasses go on the table. Now it's in a place where it cannot it cannot get knocked off. I would like to say something about the band that we're in. Tell them, Doogie! We've been playing this music for a long time. I grew up guitar in hand, playing that piano sound that you just heard. Guitar in hand, playing that piano sound you just heard. Contradictions. I wouldn't get too hung up about it. Nope, no, no, and this is Earl, my brother. Hell yeah! Hell, is that a hell yeah, or is that a hell yeah? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I, I, I grew up playing music as well, you guys, and so as, as from one oh. from one musician to another, I really have to say, wow. Daniel, what kind of music did you play growing up? Dewgrass. Dewgrass? What a bunch of lame grass to me. That's the, to me as well, brother. Ah, is that a hell yeah I got from you? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. These radio hosts are squares. What a bunch of squares. We are rock and roll. We're rock and roll stars playing the stadiums. No contract. No fucking contract. We never sign a fucking contract. Not with a venue, not with a manager, not with a, a fucking... Who puts out records? The record deal company. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck no, them. No contracts. We don't even take their money. I mean, I, I do. What? Well, yeah, we take some of their money, but that's because we steal it. Yeah. Yeah, in front of their very faces. Hell yeah, brother. It's, hell yeah. That's so interesting. What wow. A, what, what a truly rock and roll lifestyle the two of you lead. That's right. That's right. Is that a hell yeah for rock and roll lifestyle? That's a hell yeah, brother. Brother, you gotta back up from the microphone oh, is when it? you're speaking. Sorry, I'm just leaning. Can't get so excited. I'm leaning forward a lot. These devices pick up a whole lot more once we're talking into them. Oh. And I, I'm looking at that meter and it's blasting through the roof. You and David are close, huh? David used to be my roadie. Look at David now. Big shot at the radio station. Oh, big Host shot. Of the fancy shows with the local puff pieces. Yeah, local puff snowflake talk hour. What a load of uh, tr trash. You know what? P.U. Yeah. 
I was interested when that lady was talking about a jet ski earlier. That's sick. To talk about my jet ski. Go on, brother. I painted skulls all over it, and I tattooed it. You, you tattooed it? I tattooed my jet ski. How'd you manage that? With a tattooed gun, brother. What else? So certain parts of the jet ski you painted just like with a regular... I don't need to go into the damn details. I tattooed the damn machine and it's got tattoos on it of cool shit like knives and girls. I, I do love both of those. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. I'm the younger brother. Yeah, you're the younger brother. I've always looked up to you. I am a good role model. Hell of a role model. Hell of a role model. So, and also, like, when we say, hell yeah, brother, we're not just, it's not just like a colloquial brother. Not just something you say. It's its a statement of relations. Literally, we, we share a parent. We share two a parents. Do we share two parents and one bed? That's right. We've been sleeping in the same bed since we were born. We put a pillow in the middle. Because if we rolled over on each other, that would be weird. That would be weird. That would be weird. I was with somebody pretty recently, and I made a joke about putting a pillow in the middle, and they said they'd never heard of that as like a thing. They'd never encountered that like two dudes are uncomfortable with you know sharing sharing a bed, sharing a bed, a sacred space, a sacred personal space. You gotta put a pillow in the middle. Yeah, put a pillow in the middle. But anywho, they'd never heard of that. And I was yeah. like, what? And they were like, yeah. But we do it all the time. The, the, yes. Yeah, we play ch we play our band Chub Monkey all over the world and uh, sleep in hotels. Throw televisions out the window. Break bottles. Break balls. We go down to the check-in yeah. and mess with the hotel staff. That's right, we order stuff to rooms we're not even staying in. And then we uh, run out of our room and attack the person serving the food and take it. Yeah, and then smear it all over the <laughs> sheets. Because we're really bad. We don't sleep. When we stay in hotels, we fuck up the beds and sleep on the ground. Yep, yeah, and or in the all the other oh. cars in the, the parking lot. We take poo-poo on their hood hoods. Poo-poo on their hood hoods. That's right. They wake up in the morning, they're like, What happened? Bunch of squares. That's the chub monkey lifestyle. Yeah. I kind of want to take a nap. Uh, maybe we should take a nap. Or take a break. This, this is the end of the program. For today. You've been listening to Local Voices. With me, Corey Rogers, and my co-host, Daniel Collins. This is Local Voices, signing out. Goodbye. <laughs>